the Broncos Blitz podcast with Ronnie K, presented by Tap 14. Analysis and commentary to help you get your Broncos fixed during the offseason. Subscribe on iTunes or Google Play or listen on demand anytime in the Mile High Sports mobile app. Welcome to the Broncos Blitz podcast. Ronnie K and Sean Drotar here with you today. Aqib Tlaib has been traded, no longer a part of the no-fly zone. Does this, well, really significant, significant, Signify, Sean Drotar, I'm having a real problem with that word. Does this mean the end of the no-fly zone? Uh, we'll talk about that and my speech impediment and all kinds of fun stuff on the Broncos Blitz podcast. Uh, what does it mean for Denver? You'd stop laughing over Oh, there. we're going to go. I thought you were going to start it over. <laughs> no, we're not oh, starting over. Oh, my gosh. What does it mean High-quality programming. Um is this a good deal or not for the Broncos as they get a fifth round pick? And of course, a keep to leave to the LA Rams for, uh, well, a reuniting um, reunion with uh, a son of a bum. Wade Phillips should be an interesting you started one. With not being able to say <laughs> and then a reuniting reunion. Oh my gosh. Hey, it's Broncos Blitz podcast. Uh huh. <laughs> Presented somebody's already been 14. somebody's already been uh, dipping into tap 14. <laughs> hey, uh, 100 Colorado distilled spirits. That's my favorite. Right. Uh, Obviously. At, I, I was. Yes, I was there about a week ago. Um, that strong. <laughs> All right. You got to you got to stop this. Uh, I'm at about 30 right now. I've had some good ones over there, but you're a big fan of the Colorado beers on tap, too. Yes, yes. Uh, I don't have them all at once like you might have had with the with the 30 you said you got to, but uh, otherwise, yeah, absolutely. Well, I, I've, uh, I've <laughs> accumulated them. <laughs> so, okay. I sort of believe you. 1920 Blake Street. Uh, terrific rooftop views. And with summer coming along, you jump on that rooftop. It's a great scene. Of course, a hop, skip, and a jump from Coors Field. Be sure to check them out on the web, tap14.com. That's tap14. Spell out the word 14 for me. Of course, our friends at tap14.com. Uh, Akeem Tlaib traded. Uh, this was now originally this was reported by our good friend Les Shapiro here at Mile High Sports about the Broncos and the Rams in that reuniting uh, that reuniting reunion with Wade Phillips. <laughs> Uh, earlier in, in the same day, uh, yeah. the morning show that I'm on with uh, Nate Landia, Nate actually suggested that the Broncos would be well advised to trade him to a team like the Rams, get him out of conference. Or an NFC team. Yeah, period. just an NFC team. Get sure. him out of conference. Don't let him go to the Patriots like you wanted and get whatever you could get. I think, quite frankly, when we think about the TJ Ward situation last summer in which that they uh, they basically had to just let him go. They and didn't everyone get anything knew. for him. They didn't sure. get anything. And, and I think there was a real risk of that with Aqib Tlaib as well. In this case, getting a fifth round, I think, is spectacular. I expected it to be uh, a sixth or maybe even a seventh rounder. So the fact that they could get it done for a fifth is really good. So uh, it's a good fit for the Broncos, who were always going to move away from Aqib Tlaib. We'll talk about that as we go on. But this is not new. This was going to happen a year ago, we we've known this was the case. So for those who are on Twitter or freaking like, oh, it's because like, they want to get cousins for a fifth rounder. Yeah, you say to them, look, this everyone is, else is assumes it, but, he was going to be cut. But is it a good deal? I I know that many assume that he was going to be cut. So this is kind of a get what you can deal for Talib. Does that still make this a good deal though? Well, it it depends on what you're trying to accomplish. Uh, obviously, it because it up feels a, real bad. It free it frees up eleven million dollars for salary sure. cap to go ahead and trade things. You have the opportunity for Bradley Roby to step into that spot, but it's it's eventually always going to happen. This is why teams try not to fill the, all their holes with free agency. And John Elway did back in 2014 when he signed 
Aqib Dalib, TJ Ward, he signed DeMarcus Ware, and Emmanuel Sanders, all in that March. So, uh, spent a lot of money, and it worked out for everybody. I mean, the players got paid well. The Broncos won a Super Bowl, and even for Aqib Dalib, he hops from the Broncos to a team that is probably closer to the Super Bowl now. Uh, the Rams, they also got Marcus Peters. They now have the best cornerback duo a secondary. in Picked the league. Sam Shields as well, too. Right, and, uh, and uh, LaMarcus... Uh, Joiner is their their uh, their safety. They mm-hmm. tagged him. I mean, he's an outstanding player too. So that's going to be a, a nasty, a nasty over defense there. over there. I don't know if you're quarterback who you want to throw to on that side, but it's uh, it's a good fit for everybody except for really the Broncos. And this is what this is why it's so hard to go to free agency to fill all your holes and then not eventually have to go through a rebuild. And I know John Elway doesn't want to go through a rebuild, but this feels a little bit like a rebuild. And the reason that it feels that way is exactly what you're talking about. Fans are like, wait, we gave up a keep to leave one of our very best players for a fifth round draft pick. How does that make your team better? And the answer, quite frankly, is if you sign Kirk Cousins, maybe it made your team immediately better. What you lose in Tlaib, maybe you offset by Cousins in the offense, and so maybe you made the team better. But in the short term and in the long term, you have two very different answers. So this is more, uh, it's not really a football decision. It's an economic decision. And it was driven by decisions that were made four years ago. This is a business decision, exactly like you said. And I look at it, as, I look at the NFL world as a, a, a show me now. What have you done for me lately? Short term thinking, not only with fans. The problem is, is you as a business and NFL team, you can't think that way because then you get tied up with these massive deals. Then later down the line, there's problems. So you will always have business decisions that are very, very difficult. And I agree. This is one of those that unfortunately, you know, the Broncos did go all in at one point. They went all in with TJ Ward, Keeb Tlaib, all the free agents, and it paid off. But unfortunately, there is a salary cap in the NFL, and this was one of those uh, those uh, casualties of the cut that uh, I, I do think, thinking about it a little bit more, moving that money was huge. Getting anything, I guess you could say, is a silver lining. Uh, wish they could have got a third or a fourth rounder, but then again, a, more, a younger uh, Marcus Peters, which many think is just a flat-out better corner than Aqib Tlaib, brought that third-round pick. So uh, certainly one of those deals that um, Denver is going to be – they are going to struggle trying to find the the guy to fill the void. Now, immediately we think it's going to be Bradley Roby. Are you that confident that he can do that, though? Yes. I don't think he's going to do it at Aqib Tlaib's level in 2018. I don't know if he'll ever get to Aqib Tlaib's level. But, yes, I think he's a starting caliber cornerback. I think you lose something there. I don't, Like I said, I, I don't think he's going to be as good. My concern is not the drop-off from Tlaib to Roby. My concern is the drop-off from Roby to Brendan Langley, yes. who presumably now is the third corner. Part of the reason the Broncos pass defense was so devastating is they had three, well, really, they had two Pro Bowl caliber guys in Chris Harrison to keep Tlaib. And then they had a third starting caliber guy in Roby. Now you are up to having one Pro Bowler, one quality starting caliber guy, and a second-year player who was considered a bit of a project coming out of college. That's where the drop-off becomes significant. It's not, when you just look at it and say, Tlaib to Roby, it's easy to look at, at the, and say, okay, that's not that bad. But when you look at the defensive backfield as a whole, there's where you realize where they lose to lead. But while it's a bigger drop-off from two to three, is it that much more of an impact, though? 
I mean, today's NFL, they do spread them out. Yeah, that, and you do need multiple corners on there. But at some point, you are going to have to see because we didn't really see Brendan Langley very much at all. No, and so it, it's one of those things too where. But I mean, the Broncos played a lot of three corner sets. Sure, a lot of three corner sets. I mean, that was almost as often as their base defense. You know, so I mean, this is a regular set. If they're going to completely change the defense and not play three corners, I guess that the impact might be lessened. But that means that you are going to be vulnerable to teams that spread you out. Does so this, I, does this mean we expect them to chase after a corner? I think they will. Agency. I think they're going to either chase one in free agency or draft one reasonably high. I do think they will do that. Yeah, it or should, maybe both. Quite frankly, they could very well could be because um, certainly it, it's the the retooling, rebuilding of the back end. It went of the from one of the deepest secondary. parts of the team to now one of the shallowest parts of the team. Yeah, yeah. It's the Broncos Blitz podcast presented by Tap Fourteen. Now, uh, Bradley Roby ranked overall the 25th best corner. That's considered above average with an 84.0 pro football focus grade in 2017. Uh, Focusing in on him, um, his strengths and weaknesses, I mean, I I think Roby is one of those that I'm not high on Roby. Um, I think we've actually talked about this in previous podcasts. I go back to the Cincinnati game last year where he struggled against elite wide receivers. And you look at this division in particularly, there are some pretty good wide receivers in this division. And so um, I'm worried about that second corner position more so than the third, but I can also understand where you're coming from. Yeah, I, I, I'm a little more optimistic in Roby's abilities. I think that he can do that. Remember, it's it's not as if he's only played uh, on the 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 inside a lot of the the Broncos sets you had Talib and Roby on the outside so they could put Harris in the slot because he might be the best slot corner in the NFL but they're they're not going to have that luxury anymore so that's where I think the concern is and what that what that puts extra pressure on like it does with every team is the pass rush which is going to be even more critical than it's been before you're going to have to find a way to shorten the window of time in which quarterbacks can throw so uh, it, it really fundamentally changes the defense for the Broncos. And this is, this is just the economics of scale. You can't throw big money at free agents all the time and expect to be able to fill it, especially if you're not hitting in the draft with regularity, which has been a problem for the Broncos at times. You're in the Broncos locker room with myself all year long. You know, there's, there's this nucleus, this family, uh, this bond between players that it's very hard to describe. I mean, they really are family then they, they treat each other and, and, Talib was such a beloved one in that locker room. Obviously, it's a big loss on the field, but off the field, I think this may be the biggest loss with Talib. Is that he almost kind of acted as the glue? His locker uh, post game is always uh, at uh, uh, whatever we call it now, Mile High Stadium, is at the very end of the locker room when people. When players and and people exit, they leave the room, and every single time somebody leaves, they're always in hey Talib. I'm going, man. We'll see you later. Good game, man. You know, he is kind of that glue. And I, I have a very strong fear that the Broncos locker room loses that swagger, that attitude, that glue guy who kind of holds everything together. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how that ends up shaking out. Because it, Mark Hizel of the Denver Post actually made an argument that having Tlaib as, as a defensive captain was something of a problem, even though Tlaib uh, it was really beloved by his teammates and, and, a, and a very talkative guy. I, I don't know if I buy into that narrative so much, but there there may be something to it but when don't you talk you need about that guy. 
but that's that, like that on but your that team? guy's not necessarily the captain when you have a especially okay. when you've moved away from someone like a demarcus where uh, on the whole it doesn't matter i think you keep did a fantastic job in a denver bronco uniform uh, uh, some unfortunate incidents off the field and some unfortunate sure. incidents on the field but on the whole i think he was very very good and i think if this was in a vacuum and it didn't have to do with the money the broncos wouldn't even consider moving away from him but in our previous in our previous podcast we talked about how we kind of like a little bit well at least myself i don't want to speak for you but I like a little bit of that attitude out of the quarterback position. I think every football team needs kind of that, and and, and I don't want to use the wrong word here, but that bad boy, that that swagger, that I don't want to use the term thug, but a lot of people use it. That guy who kind of isn't afraid to do things that others wouldn't, or at least wouldn't even think of. And I think every team needs that, especially in the, the, the football world where we have just big guys with testosterone running around and you kind of need that guy who's just like he's reset an, he's an agitator. alpha male. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, he's an agitator and he gets under guy's skin and and obviously that's, that's a big part of his game. And uh, I don't know if Roby is that guy. I don't think he should try to be that guy. He's just going to need to be the best cover corner he can be. And I think he'll be fine. The, the concern for me is that, again, the defense is, is diminished by the fact they just don't have that third corner at this point, and they're not going to find one Roby's caliber. That's not going to happen, at least not right away. So, again, the 2018 Broncos are, are looking very different. And this is where, when we look at these moves, they are trying to keep the window of opportunity to, to win a championship or compete for one cracked open. Just cracked open, but it is closing. And uh, while the Broncos don't want to feel like they're in a rebuilding mode, they're a lot closer to one than maybe they think. It's the Broncos Blitz podcast presented by Tap 14. You mentioned Aqib Tlaib, how he was phenomenal in a Broncos uniform. Is he worthy of the Broncos ring of fame? I'm going to bring up the four years that he played, the uh, 10 plus picks, six of them being returned for a touchdown. That's a franchise record. He's creeping up on the all time record in that case. And he was kind of the guy that he anchored that secondary for the no-fly zone, which I think everybody is going to remember in history, kind of like the Purple People Eaters, you know, the the Steel Curtain. You know, that secondary was so amazing in so many ways. Uh, and maybe we should, you know, give credit to the whole defense in its entirety because it, it really was a, a defensive all-around effort. But is he ring of fame worthy for the Broncos? Because I think yes, talent-wise, perhaps, and you're right. If you if you're going to put John if you Lynch use in, Lynch as a precedent, you got to put a keep to. Lynch. I will say one of the differences is Lynch was beloved in the community for all his charitable organizations and all the charity work that he did, and to a certain extent, to leaves the guy that shot himself in the leg. And I, I think when you're talking about the the Broncos Ring of Fame, you're talking about something that stays up there forever, and sure. and those players are discussed forever. And I think if he doesn't make it. That would be the reason why is because his all around persona when he got off the field was not maybe as as clean as you'd like. So he's not somebody you want to bring up in 20 years and say, oh, he's the guy who shot himself. Maybe not. Right. And I, I think that's just the reality of the situation, because when you talk about teams retiring numbers or. Uh, putting, you know, having rings of fame, rings of honor, whatever your particular team does, uh, they even if great players were there, they try not to put up the guys that were problem children. They just don't because you don't want to have that, that discussion again to some kid 20 years down the road. Oh, sure. well, what about that guy? Oh, he was a really good player. I mean, he also shot himself in the leg and got in trouble in off seasons, but, uh, but great player. You can be like, Oh, so 
Uh, that's why I think that he won't be, but I don't know if it would bother me so much that he was, because if you were to make the the argument that Lynch is there because of his performance in four years, Akib Dalib was better and more impactful and had better results than when John Lynch was there. So I wouldn't have any issue with it. I just think that in the end, uh, four years and four years, they're not necessarily all created equal, even if the talent and the stats pair out. I would love to see him in the ring of fame. Uh, he was a phenomenal player for that. I guess four years is now the benchmark to if you can play extremely well in that four year span, then then you could be. I think it's uh, I think it's eighteen a, a months. Uh, like eighteen yeah. months if you're the Colorado Avalanche the Colorado in town. Avalanche, that's all it takes. Right, was there for podcast. Yeah. One, one season and a half. Good enough. Let's put so, him up there. You know what? I, I understand. Certainly, the, the four years is going to be enough for pay, for Peyton Manning. Sure. So, sure. I, I think I understand the off-field talk, and you know he may not be somebody you want to bring up every single time, but just his impact on a Super Bowl-winning team, and and yes, you will remember Akib Talib as being one of those that, um, and again, I go back to diving in the tank here for the right word that that bad boy guy in the NFL, very much like what we remember Shannon Sharp for being a trash talking loudmouth guy, you know? And so uh, I, I look at to leave and I say, that's, that's a Bronco ring of famer. And that's somebody who should be up there. Um, understand. I, I wouldn't scoff at the idea where they say, you nah, know, he's probably not going to make it, but I, I certainly would love to see it. It's the Broncos blitz podcast presented by tap 14. Of course, go on up there, rooftop views and the website tap 14.com. That's tap 14.com 14 spelled out. Uh, any last thoughts, Sean? No, not just yet. I think as we get into free agency, Monday starts the legal, legal tampering period. And we will have an idea. Uh, this move pays off immediately. If they sign Kirk cousins, I don't know if they will. Uh, I, I've written a piece as to why I think Minnesota is a, a better fit in some ways. You've written a piece on my high sports that explains that actually Denver may be because the path to get to the Super Bowl is easier. So Elway's going to have to have probably the best sales job he's he's ever had, even as much as Peyton Manning's. But if they can do that, I think people feel better about the Tlaib trade, and I think the Broncos' championship window gets propped open. But by the time you and I are sitting here next week, I fully expect Kirk Cousins to be signed to a new team. And if it's not Denver... We may be sitting here a week from today recording a podcast of uh, where do they go? What, what year are the Broncos going to be able to challenge for the, for the Super Bowl again? I look at it, and if they can recruit Peyton Manning post-Tebow era, I think Elway could recruit anybody. I, I'm very interested to see how this breaks down. And, I, you know, Cousins just came out and said, you know, the first two days he's just going to go around do meetings and all that. I, I think this news is going to happen bang, bang. I think you're going to start to immediately first couple days of free agency, you'll see the Cousins domino fall, the Keenum domino fall, and then all of a sudden things will be in place. And, of course, we will be recording our Broncos Blitz podcast twice a week to keep you updated on that news. Tuesdays and Fridays, you can check it out at milehighsports.com. The uh, complete archive where we talk rookie quarterbacks. We talk uh, other positions as well, too. Wide receivers, linebackers. There's a lot of need for the Broncos. And if you want to hear about it, go to milehighsports.com for the complete archive of the Broncos Blitz podcast. That's milehighsports.com, milehighsports.com.